are now listening to the unmistakable sound of the Wolver Pool Weekend Tailgate. It's your boy, C-Dog. Be weird. Talking about the Auburn uh, Ole Miss game, and Auburn, of course, pulled out a very entertaining game. I would say, uh, yeah, definitely had trap game written all over it. Uh, mm. Auburn comes out victorious, winning eighty to seventy-one on the road. And now the question becomes: We'll talk about and break down the game and player of the game, tools of the game. We'll talk about that later, but let's just get to it. Is Auburn the number one team in the nation? And should they be ranked number one come tomorrow when the AP and coaches polls are released? Ike, what you think? Um, ask me the question again. Should Auburn be ranked number one? Yes. And you ask a second question. Are they the number one team in college basketball? Yes. Yes, the next question is, will they be ranked number one? Gonzaga likely will be. Okay. We are the best team in the country. We deserve to be ranked number one. We likely will be ranked number two. Oh, that's horseshit. <laughs> <laughs> well, Mike, I feel, like, I feel like you're holding back your feelings on... Oh, on man. I, Come on, bro. Like the, the hundredth, it's something like 117 or something is their schedule rank. Right? We have a common opponent... Who Is they technically really? they they technically played at a neutral site, even though it was almost a home game for them, because Bama had to travel across the country for that neutral site game, right? right? And then we beat that team at home. So, like, I mean, that does that mean that we beat Gonzaga? Not necessarily, but I I don't I don't think that it's irrelevant in this discussion. You have to take common opponents into discussion if you're talking about which team is better, especially if they don't play each other. Yeah. Right? I still part of the equation. So I don't know. I don't know, man. In the NET, so I think today, Gonzaga moved up to one in the NET. Auburn moved from six to four, right? So, you know, we both moved up two spots from where we were. And scoring margin is definitely a part of the formula, but it's capped at 10 points. So if you beat a team by 10, it counts for something. If you beat a team by 20, it's the same as if you had beat them by 10, as far as the NET is concerned. However, with their weak schedule, there's going to be more of those on their record than ours. And that's why I just don't, I don't know, man. We should be number one, but I'm with Ike. We probably won't be. I think, and I, and I think, well, let's go ahead and, and look at, at coming into January 10th when the last AP coaches poll was released. They were identical as it pertains to the top four spots. Now, once they got to spot five, they started to differ. So mm. one through four as of January 10th, which is this past Monday. 
Uh, Baylor was the number one team prior to playing Texas Tech and Oklahoma State. We know what happened to them. They're currently in the midst of a two-game losing streak. Uh, Gonzaga, of course, took care of their opponents, BYU and Santa Clara. That kind of speaks to Mike G's point about their schedule. Uh, UCLA actually lost to Oregon last week. Uh, They were ranked ahead of us, so they would have likely been the beneficiary or been it would have been the conversation between them and Gonzaga. But Gonzaga, I think, actually beat UCLA early in the season. So I don't think they would have had much of an argument to jump Gonzaga. So it does come down between the two schools. Now, you mentioned you mentioned Gonzaga's strength of schedule, Mike G. And let's just talk about who they've beaten so far now when it's all said and done we will definitely have a stronger schedule but so far they have beaten texas tech okay they have beaten ucla which is still in the top 10 they actually at the time i don't know why they were ranked this high but they beat texas who was like in the top 10 at the time expectations Uh, um i mean bama was ranked pretty high at the beginning of the season too so sure but they lost they they lost to bama texas tech got Beat Baylor and they then turned Baylor. around and lost to a team that had is hadn't won a game in conference. To, you know the next game, right? So I don't know the weight of that whole Texas Tech thing. Just kind of doesn't sit right with me either. And if you're trying to account for teams getting better as the season has progressively gone on as well, too, I'm not sure the NET really accounts for that, right? I mean, there were games where. You know, we we almost reached the scoring threshold for margin of victory in this game. We missed it by one point. Right. We're down by 14 and ended up winning by nine. Right. And how many times have we seen them do that already in just half the season where, you know, it just looked like it could be gloom and doom, and then they end up winning by over 10 points? Yeah. So, you know, the SEC is tough, right? LSU is bolstering our case, it feels like, every week. Um, I know they took an L this week, but the conference is tough, man. That wasn't a bad team they lost to. But but to, to your to your the point that you just made, the thing that I think hurts us is the fact that we do get down so often in these games. And so if you know, I test will tell you, you know, they don't we don't get rattled easily, but we're also able to get got if a team can maintain whatever right. sort of momentum they get to get up on us. And that's been the problem. Again, you know, I'll say it over and over again. The reason that we win basketball games is because there's not a significant drop-off when we go to our bench. And most teams either don't have a deep enough rotation to go to their bench 10 deep and not have a significant drop-off, mm. or they literally have a significant drop-off past number six, right? Like they can't even go seven deep. We can go 10 deep. Um, and then so when we get people in foul trouble, we're able to manufacture other ways to get points and still have defensive things happening. Um, and that's the reason why big deficits don't scare us, because it's like, all right, well, we just send another wave out there, make up the deficit. Then we put our big boys back in there and then now they've got momentum. Um, and it's just really hard to beat a team that you that, that there's no significant weakness that you can exploit. Not a significant right. one. There are weaknesses, and I've talked about them before, and we'll outline them more as I get into some of the film reviews. But the significant weakness to exploit against Auburn doesn't exist right now, um, and so it's going to be tough. It's a tough out. You just have you have to play like Ole Miss did in the first half the entire game. You can't right. miss a bunch. Right. When they started missing coming out in the second half, I was like, "Oh, we're going to win." Yeah. Like, yeah. I, just, I knew immediately we well, were going to win. I felt like we were going to win when they were. 
I felt like we were going to win when they kept here. I was like, you're, you're not going to be able to sustain That's what I'm saying. That's my whole... I was like, yeah. if they keep shooting like this, there's no way we win this game because you just can't beat a team that's shooting this well. That's shooting 70%, they, right, yeah. They closed yeah. out the half with the two big turnovers, and then they came out in the second half and missed the first couple of open shots. I was like, oh, we're going to win the game. Yeah, you know, that that's something that, having done basketball sports betting for a while... The first, the end of the first half run is a telltale. It is a telltale yeah, almost every game. For sure. If for a team sure. is up big and they're playing well, whoever goes on the strongest streak to end the first half has an advantage coming out in the second half almost every time. When we did that, I went and placed a $100 bet on Auburn for the second half because I, I was like, oh, it's easy. Yeah. And that's guaranteed. That That is a sign that I am not rattled, even though it looks like we've been out of this game. Yeah. And I am focused. And that just, it resets the momentum coming out of the half. So, yeah, I'm with you. Like, I saw that. I was like, oh, you're going to let KD. T-. That's it. We winning. Oh, yeah. He got he got real. Like, we'll, we'll, it was, uh, the second turnover yeah. was disrespectful. It was just like, mm-hmm. he was just like, yeah, that's my ball. Thanks. Give me that, please. Yeah. Uh, ben Blunworth was, says, I hope we get ranked number two because this team with another chip on their shoulders is a very dangerous thing for our opponents. Number one can bring complacency. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know if I'm worried about that with this team. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I don't know if I'm worried about with this one. Uh, but, this is it. They built different. Yeah. But we're we're number one in the SEC, so we're still we still got to keep our heads on the swivel because yeah. teams are gunning for us. So you can't afford, regardless of your national ranking, get complacent regardless what happens because you're always you're the hunted now. And so you're gonna have games like what happened yesterday. Look what Bruce Pearl said after uh the game, right? In the post game, uh, which was a complete circus, I, I asked him about the potential number one ranking. And said, you know, hey, listen, can you talk about the significance of this ranking? And, you know, hey, you're, you're definitely going to get every team's best shot after this. And his response was, listen, we're going to get beat. Yeah. But when we get beat, it's not because we, it's not going to be because we were resting on our laurels. And then he went on to give an epic quote about how Auburn wants to be an everything school. <laughs> Number one at gymnastics, number one at football, number one in business school, number one engineering school, and everything school. Uh, so I just think if you look at it, I, he knows, and he's preparing them mentally for that. Some, like, let's say Ole Miss had kept shooting like they were in that first half. The reason I wasn't worried was because we were still shooting over 50%. It was not as if we were shooting poorly and losing. They were just shooting out of their minds. Right. And history has shown us that that rate is unsustainable. Right. Yeah, it would have been an all-time performance. They would have had to be, like, lights out again in the second half. And I was like, I don't know if they can maintain this. No. Like like I said, the first few minutes of the second half, I was like, oh, yep. See, they're coming back down to earth. That's it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. See, it's tough to do that at the NBA. Like, I can can expect in the league all the time. When you see a a team up, like, 14 in the first quarter, you check their stats for, like, shooting 86%. I'm betting this other team to come back. Like, even if they don't yeah. win it, like, you, mm-hmm. the, the margin on live betting, and we'll talk some more about that when we get close to football season again, the, the betting lines, you can bet a game live as it's happening based mm-hmm. on what the current score is right now. So the game before they started, I think we were favored by eight, right? Mm-hmm. When we got down 14, we were favored to win by one. Bet. Like, are you kidding me? It's us. You know what we can do? Because right now, you look at that score and say, it's I don't know. They're down 14. <laughs> yeah, but look at how yeah, they're shooting. That reminds look at how me of that, uh, that Kevin Durant interview. 
he where um the dude was like um I'm I'm Kevin y'all y'all know who y'all know, know who I am, am right yeah yeah I'm, I'm Kevin, Kevin Durant. Durant y'all know who I am right right oh okay <laughs> all right <laughs> but those ebbs and flows and it's important to to take note of that now again Ole Miss didn't have the horses they actually and people pointed this out in the chat and on Twitter as well while it was going on. Their rotation is short. They're missing at least one guy, I think. Two guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. their top scorer. Then a guy went down during the game. Yeah. And so yeah. it was only, they they came out and they swung for the fences. And yes, they played a really, really good first half. 40 minutes of that after we mentally and emotionally get into the game? Good luck. Listen, I watched Bama. I watched Bama essentially do the same thing, <laughs> right? Like I watched them. Uh, Ike has repeatedly said they're they're again they're a streaky jump shooting team, and when yep. they're hitting from three, they're hard to beat. But the thing about jump shooting teams is the streak is going to end eventually. Right. When you look at when you look at Ole Miss's team, they just they just didn't have that guy, right? So for them to sustain that rate, usually what it takes as a team is almost impossible. But it's usually just one guy having the game of his life playing out his mind, right? Hitting shots from everywhere. And they just didn't have the guy that was going to do that. Uh, who was the other guy? Uh, not Brooks. The other guy that was hitting all those threes. I forgot uh, his Morrell. name. Morrell. Morrell was hitting yeah, a lot Morrell, of threes. Morrell was draining. It was, it was another guy off the Break bench Phil. for him. Not Brayfield. Well, I think it was the first guy you said. Yeah, but like Fagan. He was, Fagan. 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 Yeah, Fagan yeah, was Fagan. the one that he averages something like eight points a game, and he had 12 in the first half. He was shooting out of his mind. Well, yeah, Fagan. man. Yeah, I mean, listen, it was impressive to start, and then the law of averages just caught up with him. Yeah. Right. And then that's when consistency and process takes uh, takes hold. So, you know, Auburn doesn't panic because they know that they're not playing terribly, but they did have to make some adjustments. And then when we started rolling Kessler to the basket and, you know, those things and started penetrating, yeah, penetrating that zone that they were that was working because they were defending us high. Right. Like mm-hmm. and they were just, it was just a quick trap. and It looked like we were having some trouble, you know. Getting mm-hmm. around it, and then finally, uh, then he puts Wendell Green in, and he just starts doing wind wind stuff, and you know it is what it is. So, yeah, um, now, Wendell that's was really team. good in this game, man. He was mm-hmm. really he good was. in this game. He didn't take a lot of like. Cra- this is one of the first games I can say I didn't have. I didn't sit to my um and uh, say to myself during the game, what was that shot? Like why why that shot went down? Mm-hmm. Right, like. He he was measured when he got to the lane. He was under control. He had that great find where he drove all the way underneath the basket and then he kicked oh, it yeah. out to the top of the key. And I was just like, yo, this dude, he's really being a surgeon right now. Like the the lobs were timely. Uh he had great finishes in the lane. He, you know, he he hit another deep three to back. Like I was like, yo, when he was very hooping, efficient. Bro? He was, he was very efficient. Very efficient. Let me grab this super chat real quick by Corey. Corey, hope you're doing better, man. I, I know you've been kind of under the weather. Uh, he says last several games in a row, AU has more fouls than our opponents. Ike, is that the result of us not attacking the rim offensively, in your opinion? Uh, so there are a couple of things. Number one, we're getting a lot of fouls we shouldn't get. So that d- definitely makes the the average go a little bit heavier in that direction. Number two, yeah, I think that there is a little bit of... Uh, a little too fascinated with the outside shot sometimes. Like um, when we, especially when we get into the half court, right? Like we're in the, um, and, and when I speak of half court, I mean like there, there is, you know, what they, the fast break that's generated off of a turnover, but then you've got like that medium break where you can get into what they call early offense, right? Like it's not necessarily a fast break. The other team is back, 
but you're in your offense before they're fully set up or entrenched in their defense. We don't get into that medium break often. We're either a full fast break team or we're walking it up the floor. Mm. When we do the Mm. walk it up the floor thing, teams tend to sink back down into the paint because they want to stop our dribble penetration, and we just allow them to do that, right? Ole Miss decided Did not do that. They were going to extend their defense. They were going to come out and try to, you know, stop us because last game against Bama, that's what, you know, ended up happening. They, they wanted to try to extend the defense. And they're like, "Oh, we can do that. We've got faster guards out of die." Didn't work out so well because once we figured out what they were doing, then they were just getting downhill. Um but yes, I just don't think we're getting some of the foul calls that we probably should and we're getting a lot of foul calls we probably shouldn't. Um but Definitely a little too fascinated with the outside shot at times. There are periods in the game, like in the first half of the game, we took something like 14 threes. I don't even remember what it was. It was like a ridiculous amount of threes in the first half. Um, And we just weren't making them, but we just kept shooting them. Uh, So, yes, a little too fascinated with the outside shot and a little heavy on the whistle from the other end. Uh, JT Martin says, boy, we have a long way to go to be number one in football. We got a lot of work to do uh, in that, but, but. <laughs> hey, man, I'm going to say, I'm going to say to JT what I say to, I've got a cousin and a good friend where three of us are in the group chat, mostly about football. And they messaged me, sent me some meme about how many players are in the NFL playing from Bama. And I said, hey, man, basketball season. <laughs> don't send me no more football stuff. It's basketball season. I don't well, want to talk, talk about, about football that. right now. Of yeah, course you they know, can, but that's what I want to talk about. Basketball. Yeah, you, know, you know, there was a um Auburn Twitter just um uh, is constant uh entertainment. There was a Bama fan on Twitter that posted something like um if your football team played in the Birmingham Bowl and went six and seven, you, you're not oh, allowed yeah. to crane kick or something. So sensitive. Bruh, and <laughs> Albert Twitter drugged this chick over the coals for like three days straight. It was a it was a massacre. I think she's like a singer or something. I mean, they were leaving reviews on iTunes and like it was so bad. Right. And it was just the, the point that people were making were, was it's, it's basketball season. Mm-hmm. Why are you talking about football? Why are right. you bringing the football team Still into the loop you can talk the, about? It's the, yeah. it's the crane kick pose. They're just salty about it. Oh, my and the God. Loss. I mean, they lost to Natty. Yeah, they they yeah. think they should was, win every game that ever gets played by anybody ever, so they lost it. And then it they lost to us. And then, a rough yeah, week they, for they're them. They're losers. They're yeah. losers right now. They're big-time hey, losers right now. It was, it was a lot of comedy to watch. And because of the Auburn meme barrage that happens after every game we win— like the mob mentality, so mob spelt M A U B, right? The mob mentality that happens whenever somebody says something really, really stupid about mm-hmm. Auburn sports is great. Uh, the <laughs> swimming and diving team is getting in on it. Uh, oh, they yeah. did a crane kick yeah. after they won their meet. Um, I can't wait for gymnastics to get in on it. There's something very special happening with our fan base right now, for sure. Mm-hmm. But we got the worst fans ever, right? Like nobody wants to come here because of the fans. Oh, apparently, <laughs> right, <laughs> right. No, and and I think it was dope too watching the game. And I'm like, bruh, we are like transforming other people's arenas into Auburn Arena because I'm hearing I'm hearing Auburn with the ball on offense, and I'm we're hearing chance. Let's go Auburn on mm-hmm. other people's home 
You know what I mean? So it's, it's just amazing to see our fans get excited, travel well, support our team, and then social media is just second to none, man. So, yeah. Guys, let us know who, what's your thoughts. I'm pretty sure many of you are in agreement that Auburn should be number one. Let us know your thoughts as to what's going to happen once the new polls are released. Will Auburn be number one or will they be behind Gonzaga? 